social conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, uh, Justice Edwin Cameron, who's an academic, uh, jurist and author, and he's recently retired uh, from the Constitutional Court as a judge and was elected uh, to the office of a Chancellor of Stellenbosch University. Uh, this happened in uh, 2019. Thank you very much, uh, Justice Cameron, for joining us. Great pleasure to be with you, Patricia. Thank you. This evening we're talking about, um, you know, your thoughts around the decriminalization bill for sex workers. From the 30th of November last year, um, Cabinet approved a draft, um, you know, a bill that abolishes criminal penalties for sex workers. Please just take us through what this draft bill says before we can actually dissect why you argue that this decriminalization is a big step for us as South Africans, especially for those in the sex work field. Thanks for your interest, Patricia. Very helpful. Uh, the bill is a very simple one. It simply strikes out two previous statutes, the one from the 1950s apartheid era of South Africa and one statute from 2007, which both say that to buy or sell sexual services is a criminal offense. So that's all it does. Uh, it's a short bill. It's a clear bill. And it is a hugely improving and beneficial bill. Now, with this bill, when do we expect it to be approved? Well, Cabinet has approved it. That's the important thing. And once Cabinet has approved the bill, then there's a space for public comment. And that's what's happening now. That's why we've got quite a controversy in a corner of the public debate. There's so much happening in our country now, or not happening, Patricia, that uh, this is one corner of the debate. But what is the, the, the proponents of the bill, like myself, are speaking out in favor of it, while at the same time the moralist lobby is putting in a very harsh trot to tell Parliament that they should continue to make criminals of, especially women, who sell sexual services. Hmm. Now, uh, this bill has been welcomed, but obviously public comment might uh, sway it one direction or the other. Um, how far are we in, you know, are people in terms of um, the public commenting on the bill? And is it positive comments or are people just quiet? I think there is quite a, a concerted effort on both sides of the bill, uh, Patricia. The a closing date for commentary is Tuesday, the 31st of January, which is just a few days away early next week. And uh, I urge anyone who, or any organization particularly who supports the bill, obviously, and I also support people to get stuck in if they have other views, but I urge particularly those who uh, support taking away the criminal penalties of women and others who sell sexual services to submit comments. It's easy on the web, if you Google uh, sex work decriminalization bill, you'll get to the, uh, the, 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 the page that tells you uh, an email address and a website where you can upload your submissions. And then uh, just to complete your question, Patricia, it then uh, goes to, to Parliament for consideration by the Parliamentary Committee on Justice. 
And how long will it take, uh, I mean, once it, it goes into Parliament before it is made law? Because right now we are still sitting with a bill that's been approved and people within the sex work uh, industry are still being, you know, still being harassed, abused because the, the, the trade is still a criminal trade. Precisely. You put, you're going to the heart of the issue. So I'm, I'm urging in, in the piece that you kindly referred to in, in our introduction, Patricia, I'm urging that, that uh, Parliament does this without any further ado. Let's get it done. This is a, a disgraceful hangover from a more ignorant, a more moralistic, a more punitive, a more kind past. Let's scrap this uh, unjust piece of the criminal law and get on with the rest of our lives in our country. Are there other countries that uh, have already uh, decriminalized sex work? And if there are, can we can can you take us through what this has done to the country's moral fiber? It's a very good question, uh, Patricia. Uh, the best example is probably New Zealand. There are other countries also that have struck down these laws or narrowed them, uh, and and every step away from criminalizing uh, any form of of adult consensual sex is a step forward, I believe. Uh, A good example is New Zealand. 20 years ago, it uh, struck down the criminal uh, inhibitions on sex work. And, of course, the moralist lobby, as they are doing now, said the skies would fall. The skies would fall. There would be fire and brimstone over New Zealand's two beautiful islands. It would be the end of life as the, the, the placid communities of New Zealand. All rubbish, Patricia, all rubbish. We're being told right now that we're going to get an increase in in human trafficking, we're going to get syndicates, we're going to get drug trades. It's all scaremongering. The experience of New Zealand is that the number of sex workers remains constant. The only change is that sex workers are are less attacked, they're less at risk, they're no longer harassed by the police. The point that you made in your remarks a few minutes ago. Uh, The fact is that the the, the safety and security of mainly women is enhanced. And that's the point that Minister Lamola, who's, uh, in my view, uh, uh, a a very effective and impressive minister, he made that very point in introducing the bill. He said this is to do with gender-based violence. This is to do with our national objectives in reducing violence against women and empowering women. And he's absolutely spot on about that. Now, A-Team, as the lines are open for you to interact on this, our guest is uh, Justice Edwin Cameron, and uh, we are looking at a bill that I think a lot of South Africans are waiting to hear the outcomes of uh, once it gets uh, to uh, Parliament and after the public comments. Please do join in on the conversation on 86 or you can send SMSs with your thoughts on uh, 41391, or you can WhatsApp us on 0 Six one four one zero four one zero seven. On the line, we've got uh, one of my colleagues. Missed you, <laughs> Songezo. Good evening. Good evening, Miss Nduli. Good evening to you as well, Justice Cameron. So great to hear both of you in conversation on law. I appreciate you taking my call. Very my briefly. Yes, Judge. Thank you. How thank you, you, Judge. Oh, well, thank you, Judge. How do you do? I'm very well. Nice to hear from you, Songezo. 
It's great to hear you on the air and in particular engaging such an important topic. Beyond it, and this is my contribution, being a conversation on criminality or not, I think it goes to the heart of the Constitution, Section 10, the right to dignity and the right to freedom of trade. It's a right to an expression of oneself. And if ever there's an opportunity for us as, as a society to engage some of our social ills, be it in healthcare or in social development and the like, this is the opportunity for us as a people to rise to the occasion, decriminalize sex work, regulate it, and so attend to other social problems that we are experiencing right now because of the criminalization of sex work. I can delineate further, there isn't time, but I will leave it at that. I think the advocacy program that as a society we can engage beyond the decriminalization is just as important as the decriminalization itself. It talks to social development, it talks to health, among other things. Most definitely. So, Hazza, thank you so very much. And because your background is legal, um, I think this uh, just puts a further stamp on what uh, Justice Cameron is uh, already saying to us, that this is a good step. Thank you for joining in. I love you guys both. Thank you for taking my call, Judge. I hope you remain well. Thank you, Samuza. I've got another... Patricia, uh, well, yeah, come in with a comment, please, go, Justice. My, yeah. my only comment uh, on what Samuza said is, put that man in the cabinet. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, put that man in the cabinet. I'm sure everyone has heard that. Uh, but is, is there any other comment around what Song has said, Justice, that you'd, you'd like to give us? Please, Patricia, and thank you. I, I, he's absolutely right. You see, uh, there's one thing that I can say about this bill which Song can't say. I'm a gay man, and I grew up in a society that persecuted gay men, especially gay men, but also gay women and, and, and transgender people, with the criminal law. We were at risk every time that I, as a young man, uh, I came out in my 30s, went out to a bar, we were at risk of police raids, exactly like sex workers are here. So the, 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 what, what this bill does, it, it, it cuts out an ugly facet of our law which affected queer people, and also another one which is important for us to remember as South Africans, Patricia. The other part of the Immorality Act, which this bill cleans up, was the, uh, the, 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 the criminal prohibition against cross-racial sex. Lives were ruined. People were persecuted. They were hounded because they had sex across the color line, a particularly disgraceful and shameful part of apartheid. Now, what the three things have in common, common Patricia, uh, the uh, anti-gay sex laws, anti-cross-racial sex laws, and anti-prostitution or anti-sex work laws, they have in common that we're telling people what to do in private with another adult. We have no right to do that. The law doesn't belong there. The law doesn't belong when there are two men or two women or two intersex or transgender people together in private, two adults. Law doesn't belong when there's black and white together in private to adults. The law does not belong when a woman is offering sexual services in private to another adult person. The other point which I will just say, Patricia, if I may, before we go to your second caller, is that Songheza is absolutely right. This is also about health and safety. And we need to offer health and counseling services to everyone who takes an occupational risk including sex workers. And 
decriminalizing sex work in our country will make us able to do that better. Now, uh, the next uh, comment is uh, via WhatsApp from uh, Sean Nero, who's in Cape Town, who says, Good evening, uh, says Patricia and the A-team. If sex work is decriminalized, can you please ask Justice Cameron if sex workers will be registered for UIF or can they register business and trade services legally? Answers yes and yes. And that the minister also said, Minister Lamola, when he introduced the bill at the end of November, he said there will be follow-up legislation. You see, we, we regulate uh where you can build a mall, where you can have a cell phone shop, where you can have a liquor shop. What are the hours that you can uh, trade in liquor? We liquor, we, we, we regulate all forms of transactional exchanges, and rightly, we're entitled to do so. We don't want a liquor store next to your house in a, in a quiet neighborhood. So there will also be uh, regulation laws relating to, to sex work. I hope that they will make it possible for, for sex workers who work in an organization or an organized house to get uh, labor law protection, to get UIF, to get occupational safety protection. And that also is a necessary step, an overdue step, and a beneficial step. Now, the other thing is uh, the fact that there'll be, uh, uh, you know, additional laws that are going to look at this uh, a bill once it's passed. And I'm glad that the minister is taking a holistic approach to it. But my question will then be, will the law enforcement um, uh, personnel be trained adequately around this bill when it is enacted? Because we have seen in our country especially that there will be a law, there will be bylaws, but most of the people who are supposed to uphold the law will still continue in their old ways and uh, harass and abuse those within the sex work trade. You make such a good point, Patricia. And, you know, let's, let's take Dacha. Uh, in 2018, Deputy Chief Justice Zonda, now Chief Justice Zonda, gave a wonderful decision. I was honored to be sitting on the bench that gave it, that struck down the criminal law for possession of small quantities of Dacha for your own use. And it took time. We got reports, we got complaints at the Constitutional Court that the police were still arresting people. No, not, not for trading or for transporting or for cultivating, but simply for possessing, which had clearly been rendered legal by Justice Zondo's decision. So your point is a good point. We do need training of police. But the fact is that when, while the crime still exists, the risks of police harassment, the risks of police extortion, the risks of police blackmail, and unfortunately with sex workers, the risk of police rape continue so much higher. Another question from our A-team is uh, saying, Hi, Patricia. Does your guest have examples of African countries that have legalized sex work? As we say in Afrikaans, yes, from my fuss. I don't have answers on that. (laughs) But can I tell you, uh, 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 Patricia, that a lot of the Francophone countries and and some of our Francophone South African residents may be able to correct me, the, the, the Napoleonic Code, which came into Europe in the early 19th century, never had prohibitions on, on gay sex, and therefore a lot of the West African Francophone countries never persecuted gay sex in that way. They persecuted them for religious reasons in some of the Islamic countries and so on, but not in the law, uh, in, in the civil law. 
I'm, 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 I don't have the correct answer, but I, it may be that the Napoleonic Code didn't, also didn't have uh, criminal prohibitions against sex work. But good question from your listener. I can't answer it. All right. Uh, we don't have the answer. However, um, if uh, we are the first in South Africa, then it's a win for the rest of the continent. Uh, but however, you know, we, we, we are still awaiting. Like you say, it should happen very fast, uh, Justice Cameron. It should not be something that is delayed. Uh, well, let's let's wrap up our conversation I'm glad that you gave, you know, your your lived experience as a gay South African person when times were persecution persecuting to those who were in the LGBTQA plus community. And you gave that as a testament to where we are now and why you feel that it's important for this bill to be enacted quickly. Let's just briefly talk about, you know, how mindsets have changed between the time of persecution of those in the LGBTQI uh, plus community and now, because times have changed. Society yeah. is more accepting. We see yeah. LGBTQI people in all spheres of, com- of society. And that's what we also want for sex workers, isn't it? We want to see them freely living and freely ex- exploiting this industry of theirs, just like I'm freely exploiting my industry right now. All gifts. You know, Patricia, there, there, there's something that which, which you've, you've made me think of with your very interesting comments. We feel such shame about sex, shame about gay sex. The biggest burden in the AIDS epidemic, and I'm also living with HIV. It's recently been 25 years since I started on, on ALVs in November 1997. But the stigma of AIDS is to do with the sexual transmission. So you, you raise this issue of, of can people be in all areas of society saying, like, like I do, I'm living with HIV, no reason to be ashamed. I'm providing sexual services. I don't have to live with the stigma of that. I'm a gay man. I'm a lesbian woman. I'm a transgender person. Why should I be stigmatized? So we are burdened in our country. The, the, the stigma of HIV still lies very heavily on our country. We are 7 million in the country living with HIV and AIDS, but it's still a silent epidemic. So I think part of the reason why it's so difficult with sex work is this reason of sex. And we we often blame women for sex. Women are the, 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 the sexual delinquents, the, 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 the horrible things we say about women, all wrong, because it's, it's, it's men who often are the perpetrators of sexual misdeeds. But we can, we can uh, liberate ourselves from so much of that, Patricia, in the way that you have just suggested uh, 90 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Justice Cameron, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, it's such an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Late Night Conversations. And Many thank thanks you. indeed, Patricia. Bye-bye. Stephen Kruetes on S.